Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network. This is the Landry Football Podcast brought to you today by our great friends at Prize Picks. You got to love these folks, folks. You, you just got to try them out. I have enjoyed working with them. You pick two to five players, and if they will go score more points or less than the prize pick prediction, you can win 10 times your money. Real simple. I'm going to talk about them here in a little bit, but all you got to do is download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up and play daily fantasy. They give you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LANDRY, capital, uh, all caps, L-A-N-D-R-Y. I'm going to talk uh, mainly today um, a topic that I've been asked a lot of questions on. It is beginning coaching search time of year as a number of coaching openings are taking place. Someone that's gotten a lot of play, certainly got a lot of publicity last week um, with the the whole game day going to Jackson State. Deion Sanders, uh, he is the flavor of the month. He's uh, He is the popular guy among fans. He's the popular guy amongst the media. I think it has a lot to do with the bright, shiny object, the the, the personality that people like. We're going to get into exactly what he has done. I've known Dion since he was coming out of high school, before he went to Florida State, um, scouted him in his entire career there, and obviously um, had backgrounds with him in the NFL throughout his career. And um, then what he has done to this point. But I want to get into just in a general sense, a lot about coaching searches. We're living in a world where every media person sits there and talks about who are the candidates, who should be the good candidate. They throw out the same names out there without any knowledge about how they evaluate coaches, without any knowledge of who's really a good coach. They just know what the record is. And they make assumptions based upon that, good or bad. And they tend to want to favor what well, this would you know, spark a lot of uh, excitement around the program. And we need to get somebody that's going to shake things up. And that's kind of the world we live in. It's why many of these coaching hires and the decision makers that maybe in many cases don't know better, it's why they don't work out in most cases. Um, you know. Um, I think that if you're looking at hiring a coach, and in this case, a college coach is we're talking about, you got to have somebody that can recruit to the level of that program. And every program is different in college. It's not like the NFL, where that I think there's a clear standard and everyone has the resources to win in the NFL. It's just how you do it. Not everybody can do the same in college. It's to understand how can you recruit and navigate the current landscape of college football in recruiting, which means recruiting your own players, dealing with NIL, dealing with transfer portal, as well as college recruiting, uh, high school recruiting. You've got to do that. And then you've got to hire and develop a staff and you've got to coach. I think it's important that a head coach has some strength that he can add as an X and O on the field guy. I think those things are important. Now, where those strengths are and where they lie, they're different between candidate. But I think it's important to have that. I think the game has changed a little bit. I think we're getting, in the case of uh, Deion Sanders, and I think we've seen it in HBCUs with the Eddie George, a guy that I drafted um, into the NFL, who's at Tennessee State. 
people that have never coached. It's a little bit, we see that a lot in basketball. Football is a lot more complex sport, if I may say so myself. Um, so let's look at Deion Sanders and, and where he's the fit. And the key is not so much, but I think he'd be great there. Well, how do you know? Well, I think he'd just be great. With no substantive, no knowledge, you've got to evaluate the coach like you evaluate a player. You can't just say, I like him, let's take him. Why do you like him? What makes him good? Why do you think he's good? Those are things that are relevant. Deion Sanders, as a player, was a polarizing personality. I mean, he just, he could get guys to come together. He could, uh, he's got a, a, an energy that is shared by very few. I mean, very unique. He's also been very successful in a lot of things that he's done in a variety of different endeavors. Certainly a great talent as a as a football player. Um, and he's been successful in his business life. I also think he has a, a real commitment to helping young players. He went into college. He didn't say, look, I'm Deion Sanders and I want to get into the NFL because I'm an NFL great. I'm a Hall of Famer. And you know, he, he didn't do it that way. He went into high school. And he worked with young kids and he worked with developing them. And I do think he genuinely cares about the development of kids. I think Dion is still more in it for Dion. I think it's, it's all about Dion. It always has been, but in that he does care about young kids. And I think he's done a good job with them. Um, he, he's worked his way to where he got an opportunity at Jackson state. It is a, a really good hire. And I, and I think for Jackson state, when, Let's just call it what it is. And I'll say this with all due respect. It is you don't have coaches with a lot of experience and a lot of credentials that go and take HBCU jobs. They're less paying jobs. The coaches have less experience, less qualifications. And as a rule, you know, it's 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 they're looking to move into a higher level. Um, Dion certainly with a name can bring a different dynamic. And so putting together a staff with mainly a lot of NFL guys that he's brought in that he's known, uh, the fact that maybe they're not as experienced as a coaching staff doesn't show up as much to the untrained eye. What he has done, he's brought a tremendous energy to Jackson State, but let's just just be factual in what has taken place. He is a marketing guy. He, he's a self-promoter, but when he self-promotes, he's also promoting where he's at, which is right now Jackson State. And he's got unbelievable fundraising skills. The guy is phenomenal. The guy is really good. And he has brought in a lot of money to help the program that would have no one else really could do. I don't know anybody else that could have done that or, or is capable of doing that. The other thing, let's get the elephant in the room addressed. The whole, well, we're not buying anybody at Jackson State and we're not doing that. Look, Dion is being paid a lot of money by Barstool Sports. A lot of money. A lot of money. That's why he's always going around with a microphone. Everything he does is for show for promotion for the money that the people that are paying them. Jackson State can't afford to pay them a whole lot. 
Jackson State doesn't have a collective. They don't have a, a money doing that. That's even not what Dion wants. Dion has used third-party folks that he has orchestrated with his marketing background. And so the Travis Hunters of the world are getting a lot of money. You know, the whole, well, this kid came to HBCU because he wanted to play for Coach Prime. He wanted to play for Coach Prime. He didn't want to play for Coach Prime so much that he's going to turn down a lot of money somewhere else in an NIL deal and play for free for Jackson State. Did not happen. I can tell you that. He's getting paid. How do I know that? We know a lot of stuff in the NFL. We're not personally, but we have to know it through the right channels of what's going on. And those that is what's happening. It's ha- it's okay because it's happening on all levels of football. There's nothing that he's doing wrong. What's wrong is to be disingenuous about saying that he's not getting paid because he is getting paid. Um, Dion has a lot more talent at Jackson State than anybody on his schedule that he plays. His son is a big-time talent that could be playing at a big-time program. He's playing for his dad. That is, understand. not many people can have that type of player. Very unique. The talent gap between Jackson State and who they play on their schedule is a match. It's huge. It is a big time gap. It's a bigger gap than the the difference between Alabama and Tennessee or, you know, anybody that they're playing in their league. People always say, imagine if he went to a big time program, what he could do. Not as good because you go to a big time program Big-time programs are making a lot of money. They've got NIL. They've got a lot of ways to pay you. Dion would lose that advantage. How many people watch SWAC games? Not many, I'm sure. How many of those people who really know football and can evaluate football watch games? Well, those of us that do see that Dion and his staff has been routinely outpoached in a lot of games since he's been there. But the talent level is so great. The gap is so great, they're able to overcome it. That's not that because Dion is, can't coach or he has potential. He has ability. And I think if he'll work at it, he can become a really good coach. We don't know how good a coach Dion can become because, quite frankly, he hadn't coached long enough. And, you know, he has no experience as an assistant coach in college. He has no experience uh, as a head coach other than this opportunity. There's just, there's not a whole lot to evaluate at this point, other than he's done a good job where he's at in marketing, selling the program. Um, And he gets things done at an HBCU level that other programs, other HBCU schools, SWAC schools can't do. And I think it's it's bothering a lot of the folks in the HBCUs because Dion is trumpeting HBCUs, but what he's really doing is trumping Dion. He's he's promoting Dion, and I don't I don't think it's necessarily helping the HBCUs as much as people think. It's helping Dion and Jackson State, which is great for them. But he's got a lot of talent, um, and I think that 
when you have way better talent and you don't have elite coaching that you go up against, like at the bigger time programs, then what you have is, I think, an easier path to victory. Easier from a football standpoint. It is not easy to do what Dion does. There's only, I think there's only one Dion. Not everybody can go and talk like Dion and get the results like Dion, can get the money coming in like Dion, and has the, what's he called, the swag like Dion. Nobody can do that like Dion. So I don't know that you can say, let's go get the next good NFL guy that was a Hall of Famer and put him, they're just, they don't, God did, the good Lord didn't make many Dion's. Now, I want to get into how he would be a fit, would he be a fit, and why I think there is some pros and cons to that. Uh, I want to tell you, though, about my good friends at Price Breaks. I mentioned them at the top. How does it work? Very simple. You pick two to five players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's basketball, women's basketball, soccer, WNBA, you name it, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, you know, you name it. They can do it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Got safe and fast withdrawals, which I love, and they're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. How do you get it involved in this? Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LANDRY, all caps, L A N D R Y. Look, if you deposit 100, they give you 100. If you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget, though, to enter the promo code LANDRY or you don't get that money. That's all caps, L-A-N-D-R-Y, and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Love it. Think you're going to absolutely love them as well. So, Dion, if Prime wanted to go into a big-time program, let's take his alma mater, Florida State. Would it be a bad move there? Well, there's some positives to it. Let's break down the scouting report on Dion. You go to Florida State, yeah, it's a school. That's an obvious one. But what has been Florida State's problem in recent years? Raising funds, upgrading facilities. Who could be instant generating fun, generating more than Deion Sanders? Face of the program, a lot of the Folks there would embrace him, and he could do something that, quite frankly, I don't know that anybody else could do at Florida State. He could raise a lot of monies. Now, uh, to to allow them to be on a different level. Now, could he win as a coach? Is he going to be out coached maybe against people with a lot more experience? Uh, it depends. I think he probably would, but how much more talent could he get? Don't know that. But I think he can upgrade the infrastructure of that program, even though as a coach, He's unproven at a big-time level. Um, it's a different game. I used to say this. With, uh, I knew the, the late coach, Eddie Robinson, at Grambling for years. And I thought he was an outstanding coach. But he had a different job than Bear Bryant at Alabama. 
And I don't think Bear Bryant could have done at Grambling what Eddie Robinson did, but I don't think Eddie Robinson could have done at Alabama what what uh, he did at Grambling. It's a different job. People who've never done those jobs don't understand how different it is. I think Dion could do very good in that regard. Now, again, whether he would be successful coaching, that's a problem. That's potentially a problem. But if you can build a program and the infrastructure and bring the money in, that is, and it's something that maybe is lacking in a certain program, then I think it could be a real positive. But what if it's a program and he's been talked about at Auburn? I don't think he's a candidate at Auburn, but I'm going to give you some ideas why he, I'm not going to say who should or shouldn't be a candidate. The reason I don't think it's a really good fit at a place like that I think he'd be exposed against much better coaching. And while he could improve the talent level potentially wherever he goes, he's not going to be so much better talent-wise that his coaching is – he can overcome his coaching is what I'm saying. I think that um, he would not be able to separate his talent level at the P5 level like he does in the swag. He does not have the experience – as a coach, period. You know, how do you hire assistants? How do you know how to help your assistants grow and develop? You know, you can talk about, well, he help and develop players. Oh, I think he's a good father figure type guy. But sitting there helping, you know, a defensive lineman or an offensive, well, he can hire somebody to do that. How does he help those guys develop as coaches when you don't have that quality of experience and there are other coaches that are there is that, that are in that same boat too but this is not basketball you know because you played it doesn't mean a darn thing I don't think Peyton Manning is qualified to be a head coach at a place like an Auburn he's not qualified he hasn't coached enough if Peyton Manning went to the Sun Belt today and took over a job, or if he went to East Tennessee State or, you know, whatever, and he coached for two years, it's, I don't care how many Hall of Fame rings and Super Bowl rings, it doesn't make you good as a coach. It's a different discipline that you have to learn. It's not about Dion. It's about Dion's credentials. It's not about Peyton Manning. It's about Peyton Manning's credentials as a coach. Being a great player is really a positive towards getting into coaching. It doesn't make you a great coach. I give you an example of a guy that I coach with. Mike Munchak was a Hall of Fame offensive guard in the NFL. Not only just the best, but he was the best technician. He was smart, and he was outstanding. Well, be a great offensive line coach, right? When he first got in the coaching business, I shared office with him, spent time with him. He was lost. He said, Chris, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to break the tape down in a way a coach does it. I only know how to break it down the way I was taught. Okay, just because... You are great at something doesn't mean you can teach it. Teaching it is knowing how to teach what you know to someone else. 
we all have experienced good professors, bad professors in college or in high school, what have you, that know their topic, but boy, they're not really good teachers. And others that are really good teachers and they, they inspire you and they help you. It wasn't Mike's personality. Mike wasn't technically prepared to learn how to teach offensive linemen. He could tell them what he knew, but breaking down tape and understanding the complexities, because he started out as a quality control coach, he had to be taught. He had to learn. He was capable of learning. He was willing to learn it, and he became a great offensive line coach. But when he started, he wasn't prepared. I also spent time with Ozzie Newsom. Same situation. Shared office space with him. He was a Hall of Fame player. He didn't know how to teach receivers or tight ends. He had to learn it. It's different playing it and then knowing how to coach it. Dion has spent some time coaching in high school. He has a good uh, feel for relating to young players and young people. He's got that down. As I mentioned, he's got the ability to raise funds. But he doesn't have the experience in coaching at a level like this, where there's a lot of things that he has to deal with that he, we don't, it's not that he can't do them, but he's going to have to learn how to do it. Well, there's certain programs, with all due respect to Jackson State, who the hell else they're going to get as a head coach? Why not give Dion a great opportunity? Because what he may not know and what he's going to learn with an on-the-doubt training compared to who they could get, makes a whole lot of sense. But you can't do that at a program like an Auburn, in my view, because there's so much of an unknown. He's not done the things that you're going to have to do at a bigger time program. Those are the things that are difficult. They're things that Billy Napier is learning from going from Louisiana Lafayette to Florida. And yet Billy Napier has been an integral part of programs like Clemson and Alabama. You know, and those things helped him to ease the growth. But that is a easier transition. This is a massive transition for somebody going from never coaching, being a head coach, to coaching in a program for a very short time in the SWAC to go into a major program. Look, if it happens, great for him. And it's going to be a lot of fun, a fun ride. But I think it would be a problem and it would be a mistake for Auburn. I think it would be a mistake for Dion. I don't think he's ready. And I think it would cause a lot of problems. Because as things would struggle, there would be a lot of arrows that you have to force. I mean, look, face because you, you can't learn on a job at a place like an offer. You better be ready to come in, hit the ground running, and know what the hell you're doing. And the only way you know what you're doing is if you have done it at a level that is similar. Um, the experience is just not there. I think if he could build a program at a Power 5 level that needed more of a direction from a marketing and a promotion and a fundraising standpoint, it would be a better fit, a more seamless fit. Um, if and when he's not successful in a program, in a big-time program, how is he going to react to that? Dion's not the type of guy that's going to bite his tongue. And so, you know, some coaches kind of learn through the coaching profession 
that you have to bite your tongue and you have to deal with the arrows that come at you. People start coming at Dion. Dion's going to strike back. I mean, it's going to be all out war. Now, that's fun. I think that's what the media would love. I think a lot of fans would like it. But it's going to be real negative. And does it turn? And does it become a real problem where people bring in a whole lot of things that really shouldn't be in and it cause a lot of negative negativity towards the program? It could be a very negative situation for Dion and the, the program if he's not successful. So I think it's really important that he's successful. And look, people will look at it and put it on the black and white level. We'd be naive to think that race doesn't factor in a lot of these decisions. It does because it's a comfort level. But let me tell you, Dion is a very bright guy that is very capable. And Dion, though, is not the guy that's going to, quote unquote, pay his dues. That's not Dion. Dion's not going to go now, off the radar. He did go to high school. and But a lot of it was, you know, he promoted a lot of that. And that's fine. He's not a type of guy that's going to be willing to go, maybe be an assistant somewhere. Or maybe he will. We don't know this. Maybe in a few years, maybe he goes somewhere at a smaller program that he can build and do something special there. I think if he does that, he has a better chance to be successful because he's going to be given more time. You are not given any time. Uh, Brian Harson and he did not do a very good job there. He wasn't there two full years. He wasn't there 24 months. If that were to happen, and it was Dion, and I'm not saying Dion wouldn't do a better job, or were, I don't know. But my sense is that there's a good chance that he would have a learning period that is elongated more than most. It would become very potentially negative because it would be a lot of, it's one thing to have a group to fire a coach and to railroad a coach. If that were to happen to Dion, you know how that would fall across in society, how people would take sides on the issues. And Dion would not bite his lip. Dion would not be quiet. Dion would be very volatile. I think Auburn thinks that, knows that, understands that, probably why he's not as strong of a candidate as maybe some of their fans would think. Look, I'm not here to say who should be or who shouldn't be. If I'm making the decisions, I'm looking at all aspects. People who love football but don't understand what coaching is all about, don't understand what it takes. You can't know unless you've done it, unless you've been there. Unless you do, you don't realize what the obstacles are. I, I think that one of the things going forward that Dion has to look at is the right fit for him. The school certainly has to be patient and understanding. If you're going to hire him, you need to hire him for his strength, which is fundraising to bring attention to the program. If you're a big time program, you already have the attention. You already have the fundraising. You need a guy that can coach. Can Dion recruit? No question. I think he can go into a living room. You hear that? Go in the living room, get anybody. Well, I don't know. I think he can go in and recruit. I think he can be really successful. But if you're recruiting well you can get guys at jackson state and get him well he's getting him at jackson state with he's not getting 
you know, 15 or 20 guys that he's paying big money to. He's getting a few selective guys that he's convincing to come on big NIL deals that is being done through a third party. If you're getting into the NIL world, Dion may have an impact there. But is he going to outbid somebody that has got a program that's got much more money than even he could bring in? Then it becomes more about the talent is more evenly dispersed at a big-time level. Can you outcoach them? Well, we don't know what Dion can do. I'm not questioning whether Dion can be a good coach down the road. What I'm saying is he hasn't done enough as a coach. Now, he hasn't done really anything. He has no background in coaching to this point. He's just more head coach, marketer guy who has way more talent than everybody he's playing against. He's got his son, who's a quarterback that is a power five quarterback that is there because he's coached by his dad, which I completely applaud both ways. I think it's great. But is he going to be able to get a guy that is not his son to come there? Well, maybe he can, but can he get enough of them? Well, he can get enough of them to win big at Jackson State, and he should win. But winning big at Jackson State, when you understand how he's doing it, does that translate to the power five when he is not going to be able to dominate the marketing and the fundraising to beat some of the big time spending schools? And therefore, it goes back to coaching. And if you've got coaching, that's more of a factor because the talent's more evenly dispersed. How is he going to fare then? Maybe, maybe pretty good down the road. But initially, I think it would be a struggle. So those are some of my thoughts on Dion and, uh, as I call, kind of the truth behind what has made Coach Prime Coach Prime, what are his strengths, what are the flaws that maybe he needs to develop. And I say flaws, only flaws because he doesn't have the experience. Folks, you know, there are a lot of people that are not qualified for certain jobs. I deal with them and talk with them every day. They all want jobs many of which you're not qualified for. And one of the things I try to do, just like as a player, you're not good enough, here's what you need to work on. This is an honest assessment of where I think he is. And so it's interesting to see whether he gets one of these jobs or not. If he does, I hope it works for him. What I'm a believer in is I want coaches, players to be successful. And I think in order to do that, or the best way to do it, to me in my view, is to have a solid foundation where you can put the best foundation together to where you can withstand the harsh winds and the rains and the bad weather. If you don't have a solid foundation and you're built on a lot of hype and a lot of bravado, that's going to get everybody in the media world and the world of fandom excited about you. But that's not a solid foundation. Why do you think Every media person and fan thinks that the guy on TV would be a great general manager or a head coach because those people don't know anything about coaching or being a general manager or being a personnel director. They just say, hey, that guy sounds intelligent. I like that guy or I hate that guy. They know nothing about him. They just know what the perception is. But the reality of knowing how to do those jobs well and who does a good job And who doesn't really do a good job but gets a lot of credit for maybe other things that he's not as good at, but they're able to overcome it? Those are the things 
that you don't know unless you've been there and you're on the inside of knowing how this stuff works. So trying to give you that perspective is uh, hopefully something that we've been able to provide for you today. A reminder again to go to visit our friends, friends at PrizePix. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Landry, L-A-N-D-R-Y. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Landry and sign up for instant deposit match up to $100 today. Hey, I hope uh, you've enjoyed it. Appreciate you spreading the word about the Landry Football Podcast, the Landry Football Podcast Network. How do you get involved? Subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Also, check out LandryFootball.com, where we'll give you inside information, coaching and scouting analysis on the college game, on the pro game, all season long, all year long, as we cover recruiting, the draft, free agency, you name it. All the inside information, all the coaching and scouting analysis, head on over, take advantage of the football season sale today. And again, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Thank you for joining us. Talk to you again next time, everyone.